Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Behind the Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Mary Scott, and today I'm so excited to introduce you to one of my dearest friends in the whole world, Kenzie Cober. Kenzie and I um, were partners and co-workers uh, and co-laborers together for almost two years um, when we both worked at Proverbs 31 but Ministries before she felt like God was calling her to step away into this um, really abundant season that I can't wait for her to share um, with you about. We're going to cover all things from the last year of her life to spiritual disciplines of fasting and praying and just what it means to walk in obedience when when what God is telling us doesn't make sense. So, Kins, thanks so much for being on the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be on oh. talking to you. <laughs> well, we're so excited. And just for the listener to know, we have attempted to record this episode like five times. And <laughs> yes. It just has not worked out between internet issues and timing and phones and computers. We just know that clearly this is an important episode because, because it has almost not happened like five or six times now. So we are believing today is the day and I'm just so (laughs) excited for you to come on the show. Um, and just kind of tell the listener who you are, what you do, where you're, where you are right now and all of that. Yeah. So like she said, my name's Kinsey and I am from Lake Charles, Louisiana. You probably won't know where that's at. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear it in your precious accent though. I really, I know since being home, y'all, like my accent has probably like gotten so much worse. I love it. But I've, um, I recently had moved back from Charlotte, North Carolina. And so I had been living there for close to about three years. I, yeah. when I was 19 years old, I took an internship at Elevation Church, uh, which is incredible. And then after that, I just like felt God calling me to move to Charlotte and, not really sure why, and I just moved there, and then got open doors for me to work and come on staff at Proverbs Thirty One, which is where I met Mary Scott. We literally started working, <laughs> I think, within weeks of each other, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yes. It was such a fun season. Me and Mary Scott really got to do a lot together, and it was just one of the best, one of the best seasons getting to do life and ministry and work with your friends. But like Mary Scott said, I recently moved back home and I've been back for a few months now and it's been super awesome. Well, it's um it's such an honor to be your friend because there are a few people in this world that I think really intimately know the Lord and are friends with Jesus and I think you are one of those people and it's just such a it's such a blessing to kind of have a front seat to your life and see how um you say yes to God and you walk in obedience more than most people I know, even when it doesn't make sense. And so I'm really, really excited for you to just kind of share your heart um, of the last year with our listeners. So uh, take us back to last January, I think, or December, I can't remember, when you started feeling just like nudges from God to step back and really analyze what was going on in your life. Yeah, so it it really did, I guess, start in December, last December, because that's when God really started just preparing my heart. I think God is so good that anytime he calls us to do something really big or hard, I feel like I've always noticed there's this season where sometimes we don't even realize it, but that God is like slowly preparing our hearts. And in 
leading up to January, I just really, I kept hearing these words like, I just want you to remove everything from your life. Like, just get rid of all of the noise. And so I took the first um, few weeks of the new year to really just, you know, get off social media, to fast, get rid of some of the things that I naturally want to go to when I'm overwhelmed. So that way, you know, I can really press into what, you know, God's vision for me was that year. And I really don't think I expected the level at which he spoke and what happened within those three weeks. And in so many moments, it really felt like I was, I remember feeling like I was depressed. I was like, what is happening to me? It was like, I was so broken. It was like, I was so confused. It was like all these emotions were almost coming to the surface. And it was on the eighth day that I woke up and I just remember thinking like, what in the world is about to happen? Like my heart just felt so heavy. Um, And it, it, it was just almost like, okay, like God, you can speak any moment now because I feel like I can't even carry the weight of what's about to happen. Like, just tell me. And it was that morning that I woke up and I just fell on my face and I just started crying out to God like yes 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 and like that was the only word I could get out of my mouth and it was like as soon as I gave God my yes it was like he just like took this weight off of me and in a moment I just felt him like kind of within my spirit it was this thing of like you're about to quit your job and you're gonna move back home but I just remember like running downstairs talking with a friend immediately and saying like I think God's calling me to quit my job and I really just see myself you know doing this this and this like this is what I want to do this summer and I feel like I'm gonna end up just like maybe working like a really like you know, casual job making smoothies and just doing what God has called me to do, uh, which is so funny. And I'll go into that, why that's so funny now. But yeah, and I just got up and I continued throughout those three weeks. God prepared my heart and did so much within that time of just kind of removing ourselves because I think what social media can sometimes do is it gets us to compare our callings to everybody else's Amen. and it makes their lives look so glamorous. And we're comparing, we take almost like all the good things that everybody has and we think we need to do all of them and then we end up being so burnt out because we realize we're literally combining every single person and like they're only doing one thing we're just like making our life out to be like it needs to look like what all of these people are doing combined absolutely and (laughs) that's sort of why Rachel and I were like okay this is so silly because we caught ourselves doing the same thing and and so many people are doing you know I want to do big things for God and you know, I work for so-and-so's ministry and I'm going to do this. And it can be so overwhelming and it feels like you have to keep up. And then you realize that the moment you start doing those things, you're clearly like not meant to do it because you don't enjoy doing it. And I think I'm realizing more and more too, like what God has called me to do, I truly like to do. Mm, That's so (laughs) good. And I, I think I've made myself a slave to doing things that I think are like the right thing to do, but truly aren't in the, you know, the design makeup of who Mary Scott is. And so we end up just wearing ourselves out. And so, um, okay. So you, you got quiet and all of that and you said yes to God, but you said yes to God before you even knew what he was calling you to. But Mm -hmm. I also think that you were able to say yes and feel all of the pain because you didn't have anything you were running to, to numb your pain, you know? Yeah. It was all stripped down. And it was hard. I can remember just each day it felt like 
this slow death to like myself, which little did I know that just this whole year has kind of like, especially these past few months, it has felt like just this, this shedding and this layering of myself that God's really revealed. Like, like you said, what are my true desires? Not what I think are my desires because what I thought I was living in my dream life, which was great. You know, I was working for a great job, but look, leading up to that point, to be honest, I can remember so many moments in the back of my head thinking like, God, I know this is really good, but like, I feel like you've called me to just like to discipleship, to pouring into people, to like bringing your kingdom, like, you know, to earth. Like, what does that look like? And like, where can you send me that I'll be the most effective? Not where can you send me that looks the most effective, but like, Mm. where will I be the most effective? And just really getting to that point where I had to get there of saying, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what I have to say no to, what I have to surrender. Like the cost of staying where I am is nothing. Like I would rather leave everything, you know, where I am to go into the dark places. And I think that's the point at which Jesus wants us to get to of really saying like, I'll go, I'll do whatever it takes. Because when we live from that place of like, pouring out from a place of hunger and brokenness, that's where we see the most fulfillment in our lives because that what usually our calling really is tied to what breaks our heart the most and pouring out, you know, should it, it does, it fulfills us when we're being obedient and when we're saying yes to Jesus. And so although it was really hard, I think I experienced such a joy and freedom and I wasn't, you know, there were moments where I'd freak out, but I can just remember having no idea what was going to happen in six months um, because God had called me to quit my job six months before, you know, it wasn't going to be until six months later. It also is funny too. I think this is just a side note, but this also shows like the closest of our friendship. But I knew like when you told me that you were going to step away, I told you that it's like God already told me, like he had already confirmed it in my heart as your, you know, your coworker and your friend. Like, I think there's something to be said. And we talk about this a lot, um, on the show and at work and whatever, but people ask us online, like, how do I know like what my next step is? And I always say you spend time reading the word because there's no other way for you to know how Jesus would respond unless you're reading his life and his word um, and praying, but also living in gospel-centered community. And I think there's something to be said about walking with friends who also walk with Jesus because it allows other people to confirm the things that you are hearing from the Lord. Um, both yes. in his word and in just living an accountable friendship. And so I was 0% shocked when you told me all of this was happening. It was like my heart and my mind had already been prepared for it. Um, so, okay, well, what happened after that? <laughs> uh, so after that, yeah, coming home was definitely not. I took this summer. I did a training program with a group called the Circuit Riders, and it was 21 days in Huntington Beach, California, which was awesome getting to, like, be trained in preaching and evangelism and go out on, like, the beach to do evangelism with, like, 400 of amazing people from all over the world. It was just the sweetest experience. And again, I had no idea that would prepare me so much for coming home and that God would call me to say yes to that even before I knew he was sending me back home. Because that during those 21 days, it was a lot of training on just evangelism, campus ministry, pouring out, um, preaching, and really break, God really broke a lot of the fears that I had of even just really pushing me to step out even more than ever before. 
And then I spent a few weeks in Florida to just really spend time with the Lord, get away, spend time with some close friends before coming back home, which looking back, so thankful for those three weeks because so important sometimes before we hop on to the next thing that we take time and really just spend time with the Father and just mm-hmm. asking the Lord, like, what are you really calling me into this season? Like, how are you preparing my heart before just kind of like blindly jumping into something? Um And then after that, I came back home and gosh, I remember the first day I woke that morning, I woke up and you know, there's that song, new wine that talks about, I came home with, I came here with nothing, but all you have given me and says, you know, Jesus bring new wine out of me. And that was just like, Wow, that was like my heart. I was like, God, I, I have nothing. Like, I feel like I just walked away from so many things, so many good things. And the weight of that just kind of like, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Sorry, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just like thinking about, you know, that moment because it was just so, it was I love like the purity of your heart. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I love no, this. <laughs> your life. So it, you know, I hadn't thought about this in a while because it was, you know, quite a few months ago, but just yeah. Um, it I was just, you. it all, it all hit me that I, I felt like I had just ran a marathon. It was like, I had done so, it was like so many small yeses, so, so many. And then a lot of no's, a lot of yeses to hard things. And then a lot of no's to good things. Mm-hmm. And coming home, it was like, well, I quit my job and I don't even really have anything right now. And like, God, and I, I don't really even know what I'm doing. All I have is a word from you and it's a really, really big word. And so like, I don't know how you're (laughs) going to make this happen. (laughs) Like, I feel like you want to do some crazy things in my life in this season and some crazy things in my city, um, through this girl (laughs) who I feel so unqualified to be used by you, Lord. And that's when I started really just pressing in and I would wake up in the mornings and in those those few weeks and even up until now, that's what has held me through this season is that intimate time with the Lord every morning of just waking up and telling God, like, I am not enough unless you come. Like, I need you more than ever before. And I had never had a reason to actually have to depend on faith. And that had been my prayer for years. You know, we read through the gospels and we read through, you know, these people and the way that they did church and the way they would just sell everything and give their lives. And I had never had to experience faith before, but because of that, I had never gotten to experience the level at which I have gotten to see God come through for my life. And before I came home, I had just so many opportunities um, for churches asking me to come and preach, which was crazy just to see like before I stepped foot back home in this city, God had provided that and God was providing ways. He was providing for me ways that actually fulfilled me. And so here I am like realizing that I came home with nothing, but then I kept watching God show up and answer prayers like way more than I could have ever imagined. Like he was just, I would, you know, just go to him and say, God, I really need this. And then I would watch him come through, but come through like in abundance. Ephesians 3.20, right? Yes. 
yes. immeasurably and more. Yeah. Not just in oh. finances, but in opportunities, opportunities to do things, you know, that I love and opportunities to just pour into people. And so those have been my greatest yeses in these, in this season. And so that's kind of what it looked like when I first, you know, came back home. It was Jesus completely used that emptiness and just filled me up with so much joy, but it was this joy and even to this day, like, yes, there are hard days, but I can't even explain it. It's like, no matter what happens or even on the bad days, when God gives you a word and you know you are called to something and you know, first of all, who you are, like that changes everything because then it doesn't matter what my job title is, what my circumstances are, where I am, you know, how cool the city I'm living in is like not very cool in this season, but God has shown <laughs> me that like true joy that comes from just intimacy with him, that that's really like... Like everything else is only an overflow and a gift. I Wow. Well, I have so many directions I feel like I want to go in my head. Uh, something that you just said that I think is crucial is we have to first know who we are in him to to know him and to know where he's taking us. Because if our identity is linked to anything else, if your identity have been linked to, oh, I work at Proverbs 31 and I travel and I write content that over millions of people see, like if your identity had been tied to that, Mm -hmm. this would have been a crushing season. This would have been a season that would have just been not one in fulfillment with the Lord, not one that you would have seen um, overflow. And then also, like you just said, everything's from the overflow. Had God not emptied those places in your heart, you wouldn't have allowed the overflow of him to be pouring out, you know? Um, So I love that so much. I I feel like if I was a listener listening to you, um, I would be curious, like, what does it look like in your opinion to take time away to fast and pray? Um, and to develop a lifestyle of spiritual discipline? Mm. That's a good question. Well, because I think this is something yeah. we tend to want to overcomplicate that really isn't that complicated. It's really not. And and it's, I don't know, the first thing that came to my mind was, um, I feel like I tie everything back to working out. I just love, you know, you, you know that. You and I are health weirdos. <laughs> yeah, we are health weirdos. But when I think about health in my journey, even with um, fitness, you know, I always felt like the Lord was pulling me back every time I wanted to do some type of crazy, like, you know, diet or like something. I just remember him always saying like, no, like I want to teach you how to live a lifestyle of health. I want to teach you sustainability. And I feel like it's the same way with our walk with God when it comes to fasting, you know, it's so important not to overly spiritualize it. And, you know, yes, there are times for fasting, but the Lord will tell you, you know, not, it's not something that it's like, I need to give up everything all the time. And like, you know, rid myself of all my desires. Like, that's not God's heart. <laughs> right. You know, he will tell you. And, you know, I believe fasting is just something that is so important for us to do. It's so purifying. And so I encourage people all the time to take time to fast. And whether that's food, whether that's social media, it's so important. But I think even more so is just developing a lifestyle of worship with the Father and what that looks like. You know, it looks different in different seasons, but creating time for that. And one thing I, I was never a morning person and the Lord really just like kind of broke that off my life. And now I love the mornings and 
I've noticed since being back home, it's like God just wakes me up and like with so much hope and joy in life some days that I feel like it's it's like I can't wait because I think when we create this like pattern in our lives of consistency of meeting with Jesus, we like start looking forward to it because it becomes this like healthy habit in our lives, just yeah. like waking up and brushing our teeth, just like waking up and like going to the gym. And so I know for a fact like I would not, I feel like, have the joy and the peace. And I think it's so much directly tied to that time with Jesus. So I don't just want to say all these things without saying, like, this is the, this is almost like the key. Does that make sense? Like, spending time with Jesus. And just for me and what that looks like is I love to wake up and start my day. I mean, I've got my desk. I like to make sure it's clear off the night before. My coffee's ready to make in the morning. And starting my morning off with worship. And so there I have there were so many mornings when I came home that I did not want to get out of bed. And that's when I just felt like even more so getting up and I would literally just dance around my room, dance upon every disappointment, just every fear that I had. I would just say, you know what? When I don't want to open my mouth, like God, I'm gonna shout even louder. And I would grab my journal and I would just start writing affirmations of like God, this is who you've called me to be. And it doesn't matter what I feel. I will not listen to those lies and I will walk in the truth today. And just spending time sometimes in silence, spending time in gratitude, spending time in God's word, and then spending time just getting my hopes up, getting my hopes up for my day, getting my hopes up for my future and getting my hopes up for what God wants to do through my life and truly believing it. And when you start your day like that, like, I'm telling you, it fills you up. And so that's just, that's what mine looks like, but it could look different. You know, God is unique. I mean, God, we are all unique. And so God Mm -hmm. speaks to us in unique ways. And for me, I've just found that the mornings, I love waking up, watching the sunrise come through my room while worshiping and praying and all the things. So Well, we share a friend, Lisa Turkers, who also always says that, you know, our mind is like a sponge first thing in the morning. And so what we saturate our our eyes and fix our eyes upon first really kind of directs our day. And I believe that's so true. I think it's exactly what you're saying. And it's interesting because I I think it's important to say this. Like I'm married to a guy who really like – thrives doing nighttime worship and nighttime reading. That's just how he is. It's also the lifestyle he's in just with military and getting up already before 5 a.m. every day. Like it's just the way it has to work for him. So I don't think people need to get caught up in the rules of like what it should look like. And there have been seasons that I have honestly gotten in my own way as far as like my spirituality because I think I have to have the coffee. I have to have the journal. I have to have the candle and the perfect chair. And our other mutual friend, Shay Tate, and I had this conversation the other day of like, well, that's not going to be sustainable when you're a mom. So why don't we develop a lifestyle that meets with the Lord no matter where we are, even if it's mm-hmm. in in the car. And, and I've noticed too, like with just worship and the ways that it's been really crucial in this season, in this past season, especially when Daniel was gone, when I, I felt fear, um, just overtake me in ways. Worship was the thing that I could speak out loud when I didn't know what to say and when I needed to proclaim and declare truth over my life about who God was and is and who I am in him because sometimes we don't know what to say. Um, And that's why developing the lifestyle of worship is so important and finding um, 
you know, the words that so many people have written that are sung are so important, I think, um, as we develop our relationship with the Lord. And as of anything we do, the more we do something, the more we want to do it, whether yeah. that's good or bad. Um, and the people we love the most the pe- are the people that we want to spend the most time with and eventually, you know, imitate how they live their life. And so if we become intimate friends with Jesus, then our lives will look like we are intimate friends with Jesus because that's what we will start to look and act and, you know, respond to life with. And so I'm so glad that you said that Mm. because without that baseline of our, our identity and, um, our, you know, declaration of who the Lord is, like we would never even know how to begin to fast because how would we ask the Lord what we needed to remove into our life? Um, so I'm so thankful that you shared that. And I think another practical thing that I think through when it comes to just spiritual discipline, especially fasting, is I think about, like, I examine my heart and I pray that the Lord would reveal himself to me and and show me areas in which I'm turning away from him to turn Mm -hmm. to other things of comfort when I'm, when I'm, uh, struggling with something. And that's usually like whatever I'm running to in that moment, whether it's coffee or Instagram or food, um, that's what I tend to like realize is the trigger or something that I should maybe step away from. And typically for me, it's it's sometimes not always a food fast. I think too, especially for me as someone who struggles a lot with body image, um, it's actually important for me not to fast from food because then it becomes more about losing weight than mm, yeah. <laughs> being close to Jesus. Um, so I have to be so careful um, when it comes to just doing that. I did a little bit of a social media fast before Daniel came home from his deployment just to like really purify myself before we came back together. And um, I felt like it was supposed to be social media and I felt like my inner self telling me, well, your business is going to fail if you don't have social media mm. or your podcast is going to kind of follow through or not going to get as many people listening to it or you're not going to wow. get as many followers. And I heard the Lord say, hey, I'm the one who carries your cause, okay? If I want your podcast to succeed or your your platform to grow, I will do it, not you. So actually wow. you should step away yes. from this. Um, so I just think it's really important just to ask ask other people but after asking the lord like what is something that i am turning to in moments that i i feel like i need the easy way out and i don't want to deal with what's going on inside of me so i think That's you shared so some yeah. you shared some really practical advice when it comes to um just spiritual disciplines um speaking of that are you reading anything like that you are loving right now as far <laughs> as just like your quiet time goes Okay. That's another funny thing because it was over the summer that I just, you know, I, uh, I felt God really just saying like, I like not to read books for the next, like through the rest of the year. <laughs> and like, okay. I, I want to hear about so this. Crazy because, you know, when I was talking with, I was talking with a friend, Jordan, um, I'm sure a lot of you may know her, Jordan Dooley, and she was just encouraging me. And I was asking her like, I had already felt the Lord just prompting me to give up books. And I was like, I just really feel like so many times I fill my life with so much content and so many of other people's revelations of God or of how to become a better speaker, how to become a better this, like productivity. And I was like, and I'm just drowning in this. And I was like, and I want to know, you know, what is Jesus saying to me? And she just shared with me something so profound of, you know, that she went through a season of just not at all either. And it just kind of said, it it was just like that conversation information in me. And I said, you know what, God, in that moment, I was like, I'm not. And I haven't really been listening to podcasts. And I'm so amazed by this. I'm so glad you're talking about this. Oh, 
But yes. what I will say is I've probably read the book of Luke like three times and not trying to sound overly spiritual because let me tell you, like I have always struggled with just like having a love for God's word. And over mm. the summer, I just realized that I had, I was literally just li- trying to live off of like regurgitated information of like what everybody else was receiving and what better way. Oh Sometimes God. it's like, okay, God's called me to preach. So like, let me go and like watch all these preachers or like, God's called me to do this. So I need to go and do this. But what if I actually learned my voice through the Bible, like through my <laughs> identity of who Jesus has called me to be. And when I tell you like, this has been the greatest season of my life. Like I filmed a love for God's word that I've never really had before in my life. Like this longing that I actually am being changed by his word. And Mm. I had always heard people say like, you know, God's word is living and it's active and yada, yada. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, like that's good. But like, I don't really, you know, I don't really feel it. Like to me, it just like, I would read my Bible, but I just couldn't wait after to like go and read a book or go listen to a podcast. And so reading through the book of Luke, it wrecked me because I realized, wow, Like, my life doesn't really look like this. Like, the disciples of Jesus, the way they saw supernatural things happening from their lives. And I just started asking, like, what if the reason I'm not seeing the supernatural is because I'm trying to live in such a natural state of mind? You know, like, I'm trying to just become better at all these things and and successful. When Jesus is saying, if you just follow me, like, I will make you successful. And it's that idea of everything when it comes to Jesus is backwards. It's all counterculture. So you were even saying when it came to your podcast, We believe this lie sometimes that if we take a step backwards, that things are not going to go the way we expected. But that's putting the work on us when Jesus is the one who elevates us. He's the one who grows our platform. Yes. So actually, sorry, I'm like, (laughs) no, thank you. When we take a step backwards and in this season where the lies wanted to tell me, oh, you want to be a writer. So like, it's awesome that you're getting to work for Proverbs 31. Like, this is going to look really good. This is going to be great. And God's just saying, but what if I have a better idea? And what if I actually send you to a place where like your name is not known, where your life just looks like pouring out, like I'm about to take you backwards, but what's really happening is I'm launching you forwards. And that is where I have found the secret, I feel like, to to success. Like God has redefined success. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like I don't even know where to go. I, I need Sorry, you to know. Sorry, you asked me if I was reading anything and I no. wanted to say, and trust I'm me, so I love glad. reading books. Like, I will get you back to You do love reading it. books. You do. You do. I know you do. But here's it's the thing. It's just not my season of it. Yeah. I have found that I am digesting other people's words about God and not his. Like, yes. that is so true. And I found Daniel and I were talking about this. And he was like, Mary Scott, I'm fine to just like, I was like, have you listened to this and -and so-and-so's podcast? I really think it would benefit your heart. And he's like, I've just been listening to the Bible. And I'm like, okay, well, okay, Mm -hmm. well, well, and that does not mean that God is not speaking through other people. You know what I mean? That does not mean that those people weren't supposed to write that book for so-and-so in certain seasons and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But I think it always comes down to the heart. Like, what are we turning to that is elevating itself and becoming a higher priority, um, than that and I've I'm reading a book right now lol so here I am talking about what I'm reading but no, that's awesome I want to hear <laughs> I am reading the power of a praying wife um which I could get into yeah. it's like really Daniel's reading 
power of a praying husband, actually, which sounds really cheesy, but I'm just telling you, <laughs> I just wasn't praying for him or our marriage like I thought I was like should. And this writer, um, her her prayers and all of her book is based on scripture. So she, when she writes the prayers out, she actually just prays scripture and just like inserts um, the person's name or whatever. And it has been revolutionary. And so I think it's been really eye-opening to me of just like, what does it mean to pray God's word? Like we have not, like God's given us actually everything we need in his divine book called the Bible. And we do not need so-and-so's expertise on this topic to get better at that topic. Now, is it an awesome supplement? Just like going back to health and wellness, because that's Mm -hmm. how you and I love to talk. It's like, okay, well, really all we have to do is eat from the earth and move our body. But it may be helpful to also have a probiotic to help your gut and to do all this stuff. Like those, what these books are, they're, they're helpful supplements, but they cannot replace the main food or the manna or the bread that we're supposed to be eating. And so I'm so glad you went there because we are in such a consumeristic Christian culture, I think, where it's just easy to spend time with the with the Lord without actually having to do the mm. work. And so that has been something that I have been wrestling with. And I know there's people on our um, who are listening to the show who are going to be like, yes and amen. And the Lord really needed them to hear that because we are just going to him second. Um, and so I'm so, so, so glad you went there. Um, mm. Okay, just because I want to know, and I think people would be encouraged, um, <clears throat> What are some ways that you've seen the Lord show up for you since moving home when you didn't know what you were going to say, or you didn't know what you were going to see when you walked in obedience, but what are some ways that you've seen him confirm that you like are doing what you need to be doing? Yeah. Um, gosh. You don't have to give so them all, ways. but yeah. what are some ways like right now that you're like, okay, thank you, Lord. Like, thank you for confirming this. Um, thank you for confirming my obedience and all of that. You know, I feel like one of the biggest things is I came home really feeling like there was just, you know, we often hear the word, you know, revival, which is something that it's like, you know, we, we talk it sounds about very it. It's, taboo. Such, it's so taboo. Yeah. It's so churchy. But I really felt like God was wanting to do something within our city and specifically on our college campus. And when I was with um, the training program over the summer, that is a big thing of what they do is just equipping people to go out to, you know, live God's, you know, kingdom message wherever they are in on college campuses. And we spent, you know, almost every morning, like interceding for our campuses back home, for our our cities. And that's when God really just broke my heart for my city. And it was that place of like, I am going home and it doesn't matter if this is, I'm just going home with this word. Like I believe God's going to move and do something big in our city. And when I came home, you know, I live in a city and I'm so blessed that all of the churches are so united. Like everybody knows everybody and like everybody supports everyone's church. That's very rare. So it is that's a blessing. Crazy. I think sometimes I forget that. And you hear stories of like when someone's having an event, we're all there. We are all there. And I ended up meeting some really close friends. And it's funny, when God calls you to do something, He'll never send you out alone. And one of my closest friends I found in this season, she, um, I met her and she, you know, had all these plans for her life. She was about to, wanted to move to Utah, just graduated from LSU and God sent her back home because God told her God was about to move in our city and she was called to come back and do something on campus, spring revival on campus. And I started meeting with different people who, you know, were going after these successful things, but like God was sending them back home. And then I started hearing from churches who were saying these things, random people, I'll go to a coffee shop and get into conversations and 
it's like so many people in this city are saying the same things. And that's Mm. just confirmation that God really has something for our city. And when I came home, I I knew that, but it was kind of like, what does this look like? And so it really just started with gathering people on campus to pray um, and intercede for our city and our campus and then going out and doing evangelism. So on Fridays, a group of us meet and we just pray. We go out and we have seen God show up in crazy ways. Just this past weekend, we, we got together to pray Friday and it was our prayer and intercession day. And the Lord just just did something within my heart. I had a friend came up and she just started praying over my hands, praying for like, these are hands that heal because this is what we've been called to do. That morning, I woke up the next morning and I just was journaling and I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like these are hands that heal. Like this is who you have called us to be as disciples. It doesn't matter who we are, like where we are, you know, in life, like we are called to do this. And I just went about my day and I was driving down the road, going to meet up with a friend. And I saw this lady on the side of the road who was bent over. And I was like, oh my gosh. And immediately I just felt this nudge in my spirit. Like you need to turn around like right now. And I was like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So I turned around. Um, It's so funny. I had some like baked cookies in my car that I was bringing to a friend. I just like swapped half of them, put them on another plate. And I got out my car. Hi, like I I'm dead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, so me. I'm like, and I'm pretty play. We like had small talk, and I was like, hey, like, can I pray for you? And she was like, yes. Like, my whole entire leg, she's like, my foot's swollen. She's like, I don't know what's happening, but like, I, she was having just like some crazy pain in her leg. And so I, you know, and I feel so unqualified for this. I just knelt down and I laid hands on her feet, and I just started praying healing through her foot and through her leg. And I it, I literally, I felt something in her foot. I've never experienced anything like this. It was like a heartbeat. It was like I could feel something flowing through her leg. And I was like, oh, what in the world? And I, got, and I looked up and she just, her eyes were just beaming. And she was like, the pain as you were praying completely left my body. She's like, I felt something just flowing through my foot. And she's like, in my entire foot, she's like, do you see that? She's like, all the swelling went down. Her feet were the same size. And I was just like, what? And then she started jumping. This woman who was bent over on the side of the road, like we are jumping jumping together. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's Jesus. And I was just like so in shock because, you know, of course, in those moments, like it's not about us at all. Like clearly, like Jesus heals, but like he wants to use us. And then she told me that she was about to have a stroke. And she's like, I believe in Jesus and I believe in healing. She's like, but in this moment, she's like, I really felt like I was about to have a stroke. And I was starting to question. And as soon as that happened, she's like, you walked up to me. Mm. And I went back and I saw her yesterday again. And this woman was just like so you know, amazed that the Lord would, would heal her. She ended up speaking so much over my life and encouraging me. And I feel like that's just only the beginning of what I'm believing. Like God wants to do through our city. I believe that common things, you know, it's, it's one thing to say like, yeah, God, like use me for revival. But I believe like what marks revival is first, just prayer. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not often these huge gatherings. If we, you know, if we talk about something enough, we may think we're in it, but 
is it just hype or is it, you know, revival? And that's one thing that the Lord just keeps pressing on my heart of like that he sent me in a season of discipleship, of of loving people. So this season looks a lot like meeting with students. Um, I have a gathering that I started on my back patio called the patio for just love it. <laughs> girls in my community. And we just get together and talk about, you know, how can we find our purpose? And, you know, just yesterday I was meeting with a student and helping her with blogging. And it was just that moment I had to sit back and watching her light up that made me realize like this, God is what you've called me to do. It, it's pouring into people, pushing them, letting them know, like, it doesn't matter what God's called you to do. You know, this is just a season for me. I don't think I'm going to be here, you know, forever. Like right. it, it, this is just, God ha- isn't calling everybody. You know, I'm not, please don't get from this, like go sell everything and like quit your job and like make, you know, <laughs> no, like fast forever. It's, it's just about hearing the Lord for you. What is the yes that God's calling you to do? Because whatever it is, it will bring the most fulfillment. And so whether it looks like starting a new job or moving to a new city or some of these girls have been mentoring, it's like pushing them to step out, like start that blog, start that dream, like go after it because you will find the most fulfillment when you just step out in whatever that looks like, whether that looks like a season of success, like God may be calling you to, you know, have a really awesome job, live in a really great city, like step into some really awesome things. But if he's calling you to do something hard, I can promise you being on both sides that there will be joy in either one because Jesus will never bring you to a place where he will not give you everything that you need. Kinsey, um, as you're talking, I feel like I need to talk about this. So you've probably read the book of Esther, but everything you're saying is just like reminding me of um, Esther and Mordecai's conversation in Esther 4. And if you, just for some context for anyone who isn't quite familiar with the story of Esther, Esther was a Jew who um, was raised by her uncle Mordecai and was called um, to potentially become the wife of the king at the time. I forget his name. I want to look it up, but I don't want to Mm-hmm. get past it right now um and at the time she mordecai was telling her that you know she w- she was maybe going to be the deliverance tool that god uses to protect the jews from the exile that um the kingdom at the time was going to bring about the jews and mordecai says in esther four fourteen um to esther while she was having this internal debate of whether or not to step out in obedience, he said, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. And I think it's such an important reminder to know that God is going to bring about his purposes no matter what. And if the you know the benefit of us saying yes is that we get to see God move and yes. it's fine if we say no that's really on us we are selling ourselves short from walking into our God assignments and seeing him move on our behalf but he will make it happen from somewhere else if we decide not to say yes to him and so mm-hmm. what a shame it would have been if you had missed out on this opportunity because you were clinging to another identity mm-hmm. you know and I think someone needs to hear that today like if you don't walk out in obedience right now that's a okay, God will still fulfill his purpose. He will. But what a shame it would be for you not to get to experience him like that on this side of eternity and what a treasure it is when we do say yes. Um, So it just like came to my mind. I felt like we had to say that someone might be on the other side of their headphones or on the gym, at the gym or at the store or whatever, and just need to say, need to feel the push that they can say yes to the Lord too, no matter what it is. Um, Yeah. 
for such a time as this? Like, what are you, where has God placed you right now for such a time as this? And I think that's such an important question for all of us to think about today as we just journey about our lives. Like, God, what are you doing? And if I'm still breathing, there is a reason. And so Mm -hmm. what is that for such a time as this? So please reveal yourself to me no matter how you want to. And so thank you for just sharing all of that. I I just know people are going to be so encouraged by your story and your obedience to the Lord when it was scary. And um, someone's going to maybe feel like God is prompting them to to step away from something that they're running to besides him and maybe step away from Christian books or whatever it is just so they can hear him and we could get back and create a, a lifestyle that's one of just hearing and waiting upon the Lord. So golly, Kins, I love you so much. Oh, I love you. Well, I, I just I, feel so filled up talking to you. <laughs> I wish hey, you were clearly together. this was the episode we needed to wait for. <laughs> um, okay, I do want to switch gears. We know you're not reading anything, but is there anything in life that you're loving right now? <laughs> Gosh, I feel like in uh, again I, this season looks like a lot of just like spending time with people, but I've really been loving just like creating, baking, cooking like more than ever before in this season. I've just been like into that and really just you know health and fitness like <laughs> cooking. Like that sounds so silly, but I've just found like this new love through like. I don't know. I feel like God's just showing me like creativity looks different in every season, and like I've just been loving like creating and just yeah like spending time doing that with friends and what are you loving to cook right now all of the things I've been loving just like new ways to make like lattes and coffee and like I recently have been like pulling out just like my french press and like grinding just like finding different beans I like and just having more fun with that and having people over for coffee and I think that's why I've like had a new love for baking and cooking in this season because it does look a lot more like having people over so and having gatherings at my house like that's something I've been loving just having girls come over and like making breakfast like making like meals together and just learning new things so I can like do that and like share with other people I think food just like brings us together so learning how to like do that when that was never my thing before it's been like I don't know something I've been like the cookies I made the other night it was so funny because I really just like came home and I was like I just feel like baking and creating like started pulling out all these things and little did I know the next day I would need to break out some cookies you know (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love you so much that that probably sounds so like I'm making myself sound so no you're not you're making it seem very real and normal it's practical cookies Hey. Yeah, not really much other exciting things happening. Well, I think your life's pretty dang exciting. And I just want to honor you and our friendship. It means the world to me. Um, despite working together and not, you are just such an important friend in my life. And I love you so much. And I just know that people are going to be so encouraged by your story today. I love you. This is so much fun talking with you, and I feel just so encouraged. Well, we're going to share all the fun things that you talked about, and I'll get some of your favorite recipes to put in our show notes. But where can people find you online? Yeah, so I have a blog on – it's just my name, Um, Same with my social media. And so that's one thing I've been really loving also is just spending more time now that I have a lot more time on my hands, just writing, um, creating, and content, something I just really love. And so you can find you can find that there. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Thank you. Y'all – Did you not love her so much? 
this is why I had to have her on the show. She's just a ball of fire and of wisdom. And I'm just so grateful for her friendship and her obedience and all the things. I don't know where you find yourself today, but if you are in a season where you feel like it's hard for you to hear from the Lord or you just don't know what to do next, I encourage you just to examine yourself and see what you might be running to before him and ask him for ways that you might be able to quiet your life and hear from him more. So we're just, I'm just so thankful for Kinsey and her, um, vulnerability and honesty and sharing, um, her story of the last year with us. As always, Rachel and I are so unbelievably grateful for all of your kind words and encouraging comments for our podcast. If you have a few seconds today, we would love it if you would head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews are super helpful for anyone who may have never heard about our show, find out about it, and maybe be encouraged with us on this side of the internet. You can find everything we talked about today on our show notes at our website at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next week.